Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Christmas! Rhyme so loud and proud you're here and it's Christmas time and we got the spirit, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second of our 12 Rambles of Christmas, a daily countdown of what we see as the defining 12 topics in football since we switched our mics on back in 2007. What was yesterday's, Marcus? Yesterday's was the uh, first World Cup in Africa in 2010, South Africa, of course. What's tomorrow's, Marcus? I'm not telling. Can't Can't tell you yet. (laughs) What's today's, Marcus? Let's be more traditional. (laughs) You at least tell us that. (laughs) Thank you, Jim. I thought we'd get there in the end. No, today's is... Number 11, England failed to qualify for Euro 2008. Oh, fills you full of cheer, yeah. <laughs> fills you full of Christmas <laughs> spirit. <laughs> when, we put all the, when we put this list together in uh, our very secretive voting process, come mm. up with our top 12, mm. um, I don't think any of us fully realised how punishing this would be for, <laughs> for us, particularly as English football fans. Let's get this one out of the way then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes max on this. Yeah. Well, the, the reason why we put this in, obviously, jokes aside, although actually, you know, the joke can stay. Um, it makes it uh, more on Steve McLaren much more palpable. Um, the, this was really the start of an unwanted new chapter for England. 
Uh, which is and arguably... football podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Pete, because this was this was probably the first big thing, big in quotes, thing to happen to mm. us since we started the show. It's mm. true, yeah, and and I would argue that England is still in that chapter. Very much so. The I, legacy I, of failing to qualify for Euro '08. I feel we may be responsible. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're certainly not blameless. No, <laughs> there I, I wasn't involved at this point, was I? I yeah, was like uh, to come in a bit later, a bit later on. Later on, yeah. but you weren't involved we in the qualification in. campaign at all, Pete. You were never called up. I would have brought back. You on. came in <laughs> like. Uh, Totti or maybe Ibrahimovic or perhaps Rooney you came in for the tournament yeah exactly you were there for that um, but yes England uh, the, the golden generation tag was beginning to wane but a lot of those players were still in that England side and, and were able to disgrace us in 2010 <laughs> as we heard yesterday beginning to tarnish <laughs> well you still had um, the, the likes of Beckham Gerard Lampard Ferdinand Terry and, and, and so on and so forth mm. you had a decent squad on their day well be it yeah. Yeah. but and, and I'm sure we'll come on to this in more detail shortly mm-hmm. Steve McLaren who was of course the manager as if we could ever forget that did make quite a big show yeah. and, and a statement in in dropping David Beckham and Sol Campbell and maybe one or two others as well. Beckham was the big one. Saying this is a new um, era. This is what we're going to be doing going forward. Of course, later on we'll find out that he was like, oh yeah, I should, should have done yeah. that. No one, could, no, one could, no one could cross a ball in. If, yeah, if, you, if you're out there and I've dropped you from the squad, yeah. can you get in touch? Yeah. I've lost all my numbers. If I'm picking Peter Crouch, should I get Beckham back in? <laughs> yeah. How do you get him back in the WhatsApp? <laughs> there what no WhatsApp, WhatsApp then? Oh, hey, you see. All right, AOL Messenger. MSN. MSN Messenger. MSN Messenger. ASL. I think England's failure to qualify for Euro 2008 in Austria and Switzerland, that probably put the kibosh on the golden generation once and for all. I mean, previously, you have to think about the context here. The previous uh, qualification campaigns for the for the Euros and, and the World Cups, England have got into, had gone into those tournaments in, in 2002, but more specifically 2004 and 2006, as among the favourites. There was a genuine belief in mm, the country yeah. that England could actually do something at those tournaments, and that belief... It was all thanks to Sven. No, but, well, <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, but that belief wasn't stupid. No, no I agree. I it remember. actually wasn't. And we joke now, but this is the funny thing. Back then, England had squads in which you thought, do you know what? We're among the, the, the well, best ones. 2002 particularly. 2002 was... Mm. was... 2006, Sven said we should have done... Yeah, yeah. Have done I remember Rio Ferdinand saying after, I think, Euro 2004, I remember making a big show of saying, I thought, I said before this tournament, I think we can win the World Cup in 2006, and I've seen nothing that, that changes my mind. Like, imagine if, like, Adam Lallana came out now and said we're yeah. going to win the World Cup yeah. in Russia. You go, come on. There's been a big culture shift, absolutely. Well, you could even argue... I mean, you could have done is... the voice there, Jim. You used to do it back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could even argue, I mean, this is perhaps a little bit uh, speculative, but it's the highest expectations England had going into a tournament since maybe even 1970. Mm. I don't remember 82 and 86. There was a, a little bit of, uh, you know, funny stuff with... Well, England had a good... I think England had a good team in 86. Yeah, no, no, they did, yeah. but I'm saying like genuine experts. When England went to the World Cup in 1970, they were world champions. And they thought, well, we're going to win this, you know. And so since then, I mean, even in 1990, people thought, OK, well, we, we, we might have a chance. Let's see how we get on. Yeah. But, but this was when people thought, hang on, we've got something. And in 02, England lost to eventual winners Brazil in what people were were dubbing was was the final uh, in an earlier round and it proved to be because Brazil won it that's the crucial bit of England had won it maybe not so but in, I know for an 06 Portugal beat England on penalties in both um, competitions but Rooney had burst onto the international scene in 2004 a player that we got so excited about and for crying out loud went on to be England's top scorer of all and, time and you, you, have to, you also have to understand that when Steve McLaren was given the job yeah it was widely sort of Possibly, having said that, possibly because he was an Englishman and we'd had Sven for so long. Yeah. 
it was widely applauded as an appointment. And he was mm. Sven's number two as well. And everyone was saying, exactly, and everyone was saying, this is the direction we should be going in. This is a young, hungry, yes. exciting coach. And Steve McLaren was a very, very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what we should be doing, promoting from within. This is, mm. this is giving us our identity back. And people were excited about that at the time. They yeah. were. Well, building a legacy. The mm. idea of joined up thinking. We thought that was, we hoped that was where it was going. And also, I think it's worth noting as well, when you look at the headline named in that squad, you've got you, you know, Rooney coming through, as you say, the players like David Beckham, even though he was in and out. But, you know, we still David Beckham. You, you got your Ferdinands, Terry's, blah, blah, blah. There also players like Ledley King, players like Joe Cole, mm. that were sort of, weren't necessarily starting, but were adding genuine depth to that team. Owen Hargreaves as Owen well. Owen Hargreaves, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And McLaren said in his uh, first press conference, I am a results-orientated manager, and I'm here to do a job. Win matches and make sure England, over the next four years, win a major trophy. None of that happened, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that enormous words for an yeah. England manager, a guy who was very inexperienced. But McLaren clearly had some sort of belief as well. I mean, can you imagine one an England manager since then coming in and saying all that kind of stuff? I'm here to make sure England win. Obviously, yeah. make sure. But that's as if a, it's if, as if it's so achievable, yeah. it just needs but a steady pair of hands. But that's the thing because of the tournaments in the noughties, England thought. Right, come on, we, we, we are knocking on the door of, of a trophy or at least a final or something like that. And, and there was belief that, no, we, as, as, as England, we think we can win a trophy. And, and the campaign itself, yes. we, the ramble started in April 2007, and it started just after <laughs> England toiled to a game at the end of March yes. away in Andorra, in which they were... It was, it was near, in Spain, actually. Uh, yeah, it was, away, it was a game away to Andorra. Yeah. It, was nil, it was played in Barcelona, wasn't yes. it? It was nil-nil at half-time. Yeah. The England fans were going crazy. Yeah. And we were saying on the show at the time... Why are they so angry? But with hindsight now, look at look looking back. The yeah. game before that, they had toiled in Israel and they and, and they drew nil nil. Mm. The game before that, they were beaten by Croatia mm-hmm. fairly handily. Do you remember that Gary Neville crazy own goal? Yeah, which Paul the Robinson bobble. let it in. bobbled over Robinson. Yeah, and the yeah. game before that, we had drawn at home to Macedonia at yeah. Old Trafford. So the context of that um, that anger being being displayed by England fans travelling away to this Andorra game was look, we're nil nil against against Andorra at half time. Um, we're having a terrible time of it. Um, we need to step up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then obviously what transpired, we'll come on to. But I, I find that quite an interesting point because 10 years ago when we were first doing the show, we were thinking to ourselves, there's no reason why these England fans should be so angry. But looking back on it now, there was every reason mm. for it. Completely, yeah. I mean, to, just to put it in perspective, sorry, Jim, is that, that since you know, England had got two draws and three losses in that qualification campaign, three losses since that campaign, England have lost just once in qualifying for all major tournaments. Wow, okay, yeah. that is that is persuasive. staggering record. Yeah. But it was a, it was a fairly tough group. I mean, Israel was difficult to. I mean, it's a cliche, but going away to Israel is a tough game. Russia were a decent side then. Croatia had a lot of good players then. But England should have qualified. Oh, there's no, yeah, there's no two ways about. Yeah. England finished on the same points as Israel. Yeah, which is England finished third, you know. Which well, is... I think I, I, all I'm going to say, I'm not disagreeing with you per se, mm. but why can't it be both things? Why can't it, it was a, fine? England should have qualified, but we haven't had a group that tough again since then. I don't think. No, I don't know. I mean, when England were in with, say, Poland, Montenegro, you know, there was there was a few tricky... Ukraine as well, I'd say that was a, probably equal. I think that England... If England hadn't have drawn at home to Macedonia, they'd have gone through. They were goalless we, at uh, half-time against Israel, for crying out loud. Well, they finished nil-nil I mean, yeah. against Israel. <laughs> <In> Israel, <laughs> yeah, they finished like, nil-nil. And they were getting pelters, for crying out loud. But, but, they, then, but they, the, they, they drew... If they had drawn against Croatia in the final game, they'd have gone through. Well, there yeah. you go. So I, th- I think that's the, 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 the point here. I mean, so there was a big margin for error, is what you mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, England... As you say, that they had a number of, of bad results. But um, I think that the, the, when England fans were going crazy on the terraces at, at half-time, at that Andorra game, there were sort of scenes that I'd, 
I'd not really seen before. Yes, England fans have behaved very badly away from home. That we've seen. But I mean, actually, in relation to the team. Because normally we hear the, come on, England, yeah. come on. Yeah. And actually, they're full of support for the side. That was when the fans really turned on England. Mm. And, uh, you know, a number of players said it was then really difficult to play for England. And, and there was a lot of nasty feeling. You had the famous Wayne Rooney, nice to hear home, your own fans boo you. Yeah, um, and that was three years later. Yeah, mm. so that, that is very much where that started. Yeah, but we can't forget, though, that David Nugent's scored in that game, oh. which I think was the reason why the ramble began. <laughs> I was looking back on it. I, I mean, I watched that back um, in preparation for this and it really is an absolute wanker's trick. Oh yeah, it's, it's <laughs> outrageous. I mean, to be fair to David Nugent, he, he, he never scored another goal for England. Never. His career never perhaps became what he hoped. Mm. He was an exciting player at the time yeah. and, and, and he, he, his career, for whatever reason, didn't um, didn't pan out. So I'm pleased now that he scored for England because I think he was a good player and, and I always liked him. But at the time, and looking back on it and taking that event in isolation, it is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, you can see Jermaine Defoe really trying to sort of hold in the frustration oh, and squad, put a brave face on it. For squad harmony, that would have been horrendous. <laughs> yeah. oh. D- D- Defoe did okay in the long run. I think he had the last laugh. But including the Andorra <laughs> game, England then went went on to win five qualifiers in a row, all 3-0, with Owen among the goals. So normality began to resume, and you thought, oh, hang on, they're, they're digging it out now. Then they lost two-way against Russia in Russia, and that was a bad one. And that meant England needed to avoid defeat at home to Slavin Bilic's Croatia in the final group game, which we're going to talk about after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Maybe the one criticism of the French league is it's it's a little bit uh... cookies and milk for Santa. Welcome back to the 12 Rambles of Christmas, everybody. Before we talk about England at home to Croatia, Luke Moore has got this to tell it's you. It's not fair, because I've got to do eight reads <laughs> after that. 
Uh, we've chosen the 12 we're counting down, of course, and you heard the first one yesterday and the second one today. But we'd love for you listening to get in touch with your favourite moment um, also. And on Christmas Eve, we're going to choose our favourite one from you guys, which will win a 55-inch 4K TV from Toshiba. Uh, I still can't get over how big that TV is. Mm. Uh, in addition to that amazing Christmas present, we'll also record your moment um, that we've chosen as our favourite as an extra show uh, sometime in the new year. Toshiba offers you the chance to watch every football match in 4K picture clarity. Thanks to the TV's pinpoint sharp resolution, no detail, flick or kick of the ball will be missed. Enjoy 24-7 access also to a whole world of online content, including catch-up TV and on-demand services such as Netflix. With this TV, you can also access last week's shows on demand with Freeview Play. For an authentic audio experience, it also comes with a subwoofer to project the bass sound. Don't just hear, but feel the roar of the crowd. So for your chance to win, email in with your favourite moment from 2007 onwards to show at thefootballramble.com. And my colleague and friend Pete is going to give you yet another suggestion to help you on your way. Three words, Luke, and Zogbia to Villa. There we go. <laughs> we could easily get 20 minutes out yeah. of that. <laughs> get Joe Kinnear on the blower. Yep. <laughs> Insomnia. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, back to uh, England's failed campaign for Euro 2008. Oh, we have to yeah. <laughs> it's nice not over. It's it not over, gentlemen. <laughs> well, uh, on the on the final day of of the group, Russia went away to Andorra needing a win, which of course they got. Only one nil, but a win's a win's a win. England played Croatia at home. Croatia were already top of the group. They had nothing to mm. play for. Nothing. Sods. England just needed a point. Can I just say at this point, I watched the whole game back. Did you? Yep. Oh, you poor soul. I watched the yeah. whole game Luke. back. And, uh, do, you need, do you need to talk to someone? Yeah. Well, just professionalism, guys. Mm. Just professionalism, you know. Yeah. Um, Professional help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? It, it, you're right, Marcus. England should have qualified. And I don't want to come across as an apologist for, for that McLaren England team. <laughs> but if the, the, the dice on that night mm-hmm. were so loaded against England. The night know, dice. It was, well, the night dice, Pete. They <laughs> were, it was absolutely hammering it down with rain. Yeah. The pitch was a total state. Mm-hmm. It was, the Croatia fans were, they made it sound like a home game. If you, if you listen, watch mm-hmm. that game back mm-hmm. now and listen, the Croatia fans do not shut up we, we, all we, game. We forget how much of a third kind of player the pitch was as well because yeah. that was what came out. As soon as that pitch, uh, match started, everyone was going, oh my God. Well, I, th- I think it hugely contributed. Mm. The, the conditions hugely contributed to, to Carson's early mistake. Yeah. And to be fair to him, he made a save or two late on he very, very well. Yeah, it's a very that good was, reflex that, save. That's why he really re-established himself. That was Scott Carson's professional debut. For England. Yeah, um, for England. Yeah. I mean, that, but that shows McLaren, McLaren throwing in Carson. No, no, he never played in a professional match before the England match against Croatia. <laughs> yeah. no, just stick just, him in. We did that. It was an odd wording. <laughs> yeah. It was an odd wording. I felt needed clarifying. Well, he's turned up and he said he's good. Yeah. <laughs> Whack him in. He wouldn't lie. Is there yeah. a goalkeeper in this sodden stadium? <laughs> he seems a proud Englishman. <laughs> Who's that lad in the gloves? <laughs> <laughs> but he's brought his own. Has he, has he got but, a tash? But one, the big takeaway from the, the build-up to the game that I rewatched was, oddly, Steven Gerrard looked absolutely mm. terrified in the tunnel. Mm. He's got the captain's armband on. He's standing at the front to lead the team out. He is white as a sheet. Well, well, it was raining quite heavily. It's the night dice. Do you think part yeah. of it is is that exact um, phenomenon we were talking about earlier, with with the fans turning on, on England a bit, and and that translating to the players, and them having that extra bit of nervousness before heading out? Yeah, and, and they did play very nervously. I was saying to you guys earlier, just just before we we came on, that. The, the, the situation was England needed the draw, as, mm. as Marcus has said. So Russia were always going to beat Andorra, which meant we needed the point. Scott Carson makes an error very, very mm. early on in what is a quite a high-paced game. The tempo is very, very quick. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about England not playing with any tempo in 2017. 
the tempo was amazing yeah. in that game. Um, and England had a half chance with Joe Cole, um, who, who, who popped up on it, and he didn't take the chance. It was a difficult one. And then Scott Carson makes this error. At that point, you'd think a good quality experienced coach would have said, okay, we're one nil down, but we're at home. There's 83 minutes left mm, to play. We yeah. only need a draw. Mm. Let's just keep hold of the ball for a bit. But no, they bomb on over and over again and mm. they get caught again. 2 nil down on, on, in, within 15 minutes. Can you believe that? I mean, yeah. it's just... But do you, do you remember the void that opened up? Like, just as an England fan, just thinking, I can't believe we're actually going to miss out on this. Jim, there were spaces, I mean, talking of voids, there were voids all over the pitch. <laughs> Luka Modric was having a lovely time. He, he, was, he, was, he was having brilliant. a fun, it was a night of his life <laughs> yeah. at that point. He couldn't believe his like. Well, England then brought Beckham on at half-time, and they managed to get themselves back into it. The Frank Lampard penalty. Was it a, was it a penalty? Was it not a soft one? If I remember it was right a very, now. very soft penalty. Yeah, England and, and were given a, a, a big helping hand there. They were, but if you're going to give Steve McLaren any credit at all... That volley was lovely. For his, no, for his game management oh. on the night, he brought Beckham and Defoe on, mm-hmm. and Defoe mm-hmm. won the penalty, and Beckham set up the equaliser. Mm. So scored, he, yeah. he did change it. Um, the, the penalty was very, very soft. The referee gave it for a push in, on Defoe in the area, and I, saw, I watched it back about five or six times. There's hardly anything there. Mm. If that had been given in the Premier League game... That's given on the Premier League game this Saturday, and we're talking about on Monday. All of us will be saying we don't know what he's given that for. Yeah. But the the, the, the the equaliser, obviously, England get back into the game. Lampard scores the penalty, and the commentator says at the time, Frank Lampard, so often a so often the villain of England, so unpopular with the fans. He which, was, which, I remember. Which yeah. Surprised yeah. me a little bit to be reminded. I of remember that. Lampard. They said people were saying he had a terrible World Cup in two thousand and six because I think people thought Lampard was going to score a few goals. I think he scored three at 04. It took him a while to get um, going, though, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it did. Was, Lampard in, was vilified. A bit in more. in that match, he was the man of the match and had the Boeing after that. Wow. Yeah. Oh well, man. The, the equaliser that Crouch scored, not enough made of the quality of the pass from Beckham. Yeah. Beckham puts so much backspin on the ball, mm. he makes it really easy in close quarters for. Crouch to control mm. it and he can put it in and then the game's on then you think right we're yeah. on but that said I mean he still has to chest it down and volley it in it's very similar to a goal that Wayne Rooney scored earlier in the um, qualifying campaign I felt that was very impressive but at that time as I'm sure all of you did I felt like here we go this is it yeah. Yeah. never in doubt yeah. it's, it's fine we've, but they, we've but turned they, it around they, they kept leaving gaps everywhere but that's the, that's the thing Jim that feeling of here we go it's going to be yeah, that's the one complacency that feeling of oh, here we go doesn't exist anymore. No. That's the difference. That is the point of this failing uh, from, mm. from Euro 2008 because we can remember those moments years ago. You know, England's low points um, previously were on a similar kind of, with similar weather when they got beaten by Germany in Keggy's last game as England manager in the last game of the old Wembley. England lost 1-0. But they clawed, they managed to turn the group round and with Beckham against Greece and so on, they qualified. But other low points were, you know, Euro 2000, for example. They were in a group with Germany and decent Romanian and Portugal sides. England actually beat Germany in that tournament, but they lost to Romania and Portugal, went out in the first round of a tournament. That was, a, that was mm. seen as a huge shock. Mm. Whereas... whereas We've seen England fairly recently go out of the first round of a major tournament in, in World Cup 2014. I mean, you look at the low points now. I mean, England lost 4-1 against Germany in 2010. They played primitive long ball tactics against Italy and went out with a whimper at 2012. And people were going, oh my goodness. Yes, they got them to penalties, but that was a miracle. But we, we, we've never really learned our lesson. That's the problem. Euro 2016, Iceland. Mm. I mean, yeah. it was proper humiliation. So the, the, the failure to qualify for Euro 2008, it's all been bad then. Yeah. There's been no game. So it's There's a real no turning moment. point. And, and, and if you go back to that night at Wembley, mm. when obviously Petric popped up and scored the sort of goal of his life and, and, and famously refused to, to swap his shirt because he said, I'm never having a better night than this in yeah. my career. You know, Croatia beat England 3-2. One thing that really hits home is Croatia had already qualified. I know. Yeah. 
They were already yeah, through. Yeah. Slaven Bilic, who's not a very good manager, had, <laughs> had, had taken Croatia to the top of that group and they'd won it and they'd already qualified. England were faced with the prospect. They, they ended the game with Defoe, Darren Bent and Peter Crouch up front, scrabbling around for this equaliser. They mm-hmm. never should have gone two behind. They never should have gone three, two behind. They, they never should have had to rely on Israel beating Russia, for crying out yeah. loud, to give them a bit of no, false hope. It was Andorra, wasn't it? And do you remember? No, no, no. no the Israel, the, the, the right, game before course, that, right. it was Israel needed to, to, to beat Russia and they did, which set up England just needing a point at home. Because everyone thought, our oh, Russia have, have, have messed that up. Mm. I remember thinking, well, we just started this damn podcast and now we're not even going to be there. <laughs> yeah, <next> no. <laughs> uh, but we enjoyed the tournament, perhaps. It was, uh, it was because of that. Uh, yeah, but, but mm. this is the thing. Like, I think that since that failure, and because of all the reasons we've just said, it's all been a bit down and doomy and gloomy with England. It's one of the big reasons why many people have lost interest in this country, in international football, and perhaps one of the big reasons why younger fans don't have the interest that we did when we grew up in the 90s. We, we saw England get to two yeah. semi-finals, a, a number of uh, quarter-finals as well, and get involved in, in big games, you know, glorious failure. Mm. They, I, I'd love a bit of glorious failure. They made us believe, didn't they? They genuinely did, and people sort of laugh at, at, at England's reputation of sort of like falling for the idea that they might sort of go on and achieve more than they should at a tournament, mm. but they, England were good at doing that, and yeah. we don't have that now. And I think one of the things that's quite telling is um, Steve McLaren being in charge in, in charge of England this isn't really his fault I mean from that era on the manager the, the you know the managerial merry-go-round as it's known <laughs> sort of includes the England job now do you know what I mean yeah like, I mean Hodgson was there for a little bit but I know what you mean I mean Capello came he didn't cut the mustard obviously Hodgson didn't but do you know what? It's funny. We, we, we sort of laughed about Southgate, not at him, sorry, but the whole sort of circumstance in which he didn't look like he really wanted the job. And we thought, maybe that's the idea. Get someone who doesn't want the job in. Um, but he's, he's at least trying to approach things differently, have a bit mm. more joined up thinking. But my problem is that Claren, McLaren was doing that. Yeah. McLaren was doing that when he took the job as well, and it went to absolute ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, um, but the FA did at least learn from that because if you remember, Stuart Pearce was Capello's number two. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, Croatia, well, they, Croatia went on to do well in Euro 2008 in what was a really brilliant tournament, and they only just got knocked out. Um, they played some good stuff. They beat Germany in their group, didn't they? And they went out. Oh, yeah. to, they went out to Turkey in that incredible oh, game. Turkey had an amazing run. The, the game had nothing in it apart from the last minute of extra well, time. So, I don't know if you remember. Croatia scored in the hundred nineteenth minute. Celebrated like everything. Well, the fact that they thought they were going to go through. And then Turkey went and scored in the 122nd minute and then beat them on penalty. Yeah. Yeah. It was remarkable. They had a few turnarounds, didn't they? I, I remember thinking after watching that tournament, I don't think I want England to qualify for it. No. Well, Euro 2008 scary. was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Well, uh, Marcus, on the 22nd of November 2007, when McLaren got his P45, mm-hmm. I like to think he got in his car, turned on the radio and heard the number one in the UK at the time. <laughs> Which was. You come me open and I keep bleeding. I keep, keep bleeding. Love. Just a snapshot from time there. Leona Lewis. If yeah. they're in charge. If only Steve McLaren. Sat next to red, yeah. <laughs> if only Steve McLaren could travel back in time and change it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if only Steve McLaren had won X Factor and Leona Lewis was managing it. Oh, dear. Well, there we are, you see. Steve McLaren. How little we knew thee. Um, <laughs> and he, went, he went on to have an amazing Dutch accent. He did. Yeah. He won the Dutch title. Yeah, he did. Let's not and forget that. That's not that. a euphemism either. <laughs> Let's not forget that. But yes, Gareth Southgate is in charge, of course. Maybe he's the man to get us back to a quarterfinal elimination again. It could happen in <laughs> Russia. And if it does, I genuinely will bloody love it. Yeah, same. Keep believing. <laughs> keep, keep believing <laughs> in England. Yeah. Yeah. There okay. we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much uh, for listening to our second 
12 rambles of Christmas. I hope uh, tomorrow's one's not quite as depressing. <laughs> what is, of course, a daily countdown see. of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we first switched on our mics back in 2007. Mm. And, of course, get your suggestions in, Peter. Yeah, get your suggestions in for the uh, Toshiba telly. It's massive, and it could be yours if you come up with your favourite um, event that happened in the last 10 years. Or um, even moment. Show, show at the ramble, show at the footballramble.com, of course. I've just got our own email address. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I shouldn't be trusted. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. We're back tomorrow with another of the 12 rambles of Christmas. Say goodbye, Luke. Number 10 tomorrow. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. See ya. Say goodbye, Peter. Bye. Bye from me. It's Christmas! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.